Hello, hashtag Verse TV family, and welcome. It's week 202. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin, a.k.a. CBC, Basic Complexity. And today I will share with you all the significance of the number two for me. And in this case, since it's week 202, I will share the significance of 202. And first of all, 202 is actually a state route in the state of Maryland, which we both love, right? We're both Marylanders. And Route 202 actually connects Upper Marlboro to Bladensburg. So Upper Marlboro South, Bladensburg going north. <laughs> West. So Bladensburg or Upper Marlboro Southeast, Bladensburg Northwest. Anyway, it's all cool because it's all PG. So so we love it all. And when I was talking with Basic Complexity yesterday, he was like, yeah, you know, 202 is also hmm. the area code for my metro area city, head city, DC. And I was like, oh, that's right. So 202 is also the DC area code, which yay for that. <laughs> All right. Now I can't wait until we get to until we get to episode 443, so I can <laughs> give the same kind of respect and shout out to Baltimore. Whoop whoop. Anyway, basic complexity. If you could take it away with our new song for your new song choice <laughs> for the week. The, it's a new song by Nicki Minaj, and it's called "Where Will Be the Not the But the <laughs> Sleaze." The Sleaze. S L E E Z E. S is in Sam. Yes. Of course. Okay, continue. I'm sorry, continue. Okay, um, I am assuming, assuming I'm not sure, that it would be the lead track from her as a yet unnamed upcoming album, possible. Um, but I was like, the song has uh, definitely a serious sample that is actually this year, 20 years old, because it came out in 2003. And some some of you might remember the song uh, Never Leave You or Uh-Oh, by Lumidi, and I'm not gonna lie, they kind of like it. it was annoying eventually, but I liked it at first. Um, you, you don't have um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, just one last thing. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Sample alone takes me back to my younger years, 
20 years ago. And basically, I turned older as hell now. But yeah, I was definitely younger then. Well, we are not kids anymore. That's just a, <laughs> a, a fact, you know. And <laughs> that Lumi D, uh oh. It, it, that is so funny because well, we were talking about that as well um, uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Ugh, that's no shade to anybody, no shade to anybody." Kevin, I, I know that you are taking the the high road and being like, "Well, you know, I'm ashamed to say I liked it." I'll say that I'm ashamed to say that I dis. Liked it. I did not like that song. And I, I would always be like, what in the world is our music industry coming to? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, and it was like, okay, next. Next. But w w whatever. It, it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. It was everywhere. You know? It was huge. But yeah. yeah. All right. So, Nicki Minaj was... I love Nicki Minaj, right? I, I, I do. And Nicki Minaj is just about... Nicki Minaj is another one who you don't talk negatively about. So I, at, at, to avoid running the risk of something I say being misconstrued, I'll just say, I love Nicki Minaj. That's an interesting title for a song. Interesting choice of words, Queen. Anyway, but it's the, in my opinion, it's the exact same thing as we will never, ever disrespect Beyonce because the reality is that's a whole nother story and. I'm not taking on the BS. I am not willing to commit suicide because it would be a death wish. We won't take on the beehive for a couple of reasons. Then. So there's that, but there's also the fact that I am starting to like, not, I, I hate to say starting to, but I, I'm just start, starting to like truly be in awe of the amazingness that is Beyonce. Like <laughs> I remember years ago, a fellow 83 baby, um, <laughs> Kev on stage, he actually does Christian based comedy, but he, <laughs> he's really cool. Um, and he's really popular on social media. And he was talking about how he does not like when people claim that Beyonce is in the Illuminati or something like that because he's like that's just taking away from the fact that she is actually exceptionally talented and works really really hard so it's like no it, it's not that she works really hard it's because she's sold her soul to the Illuminati no whatever the Illuminati is some made up whatever you know Beyonce works really, really hard. Anyway, what, whatever. Okay. Are we ready for my older song? Yes. Okay. 
I will say my older song this week is 1989, Mickey Howard, Come Home to Me. And that song is, is such a mature song. And I'm like, you don't get mature <laughs> songs like that anymore, you know? And I, I realized it, it's such a mature song. And why is it so mature? Because the subject of the song, she's talking about her man, come home to me. She says that, you know, she acknowledges that you saw the, you thought the grass was greener on the other side and, and you stepped out to see, to find out that the grass was not greener on the other side. So, okay, come home to me. Because songs nowadays, it's always like, you cheat on me, I'll break up with you. Cheat on me, I'll break up with you. You know, tell me something wrong, I'll break up with you. You know, it's like that's where songs are largely today. And also, I have to shout out uh, Dolly Parton's step song from 1973, Jolene, because that's another example of a mature song. It's like we don't really get mature songs like that. Hey, Chrissy Marie, friend. And we don't really get songs like that nowadays because in that song, she, Jolene, Dolly Parton's talking about this woman who she, she's describing as like, you are exceptionally beautiful. Please don't take my man. Please don't take my man. And they were both 27 when they released these songs. So it's not that at 27 you're too young. It's just that that's just not the direction the music industry is going in at this moment, you know? But she's like, you're so beautiful. Please don't take my man. He, he's all I've got. You know, and I'm like, yes, Dolly Parton. Yes, Mickey <laughs> Howard. Anyway, okay, I, I, I've said enough. Um, it is time for the section that I revealed the titles of the week. Hashtag called Hashtag knowing. Hashtag connection. Hashtag telling. And we'll have the hashtag timeless TV segment, which is hashtag live one for one. All right. And basic complexity, are we ready to get the show on the road, my friend? Yes. 202. All right, and here we go. Here we go. One more time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Hashtag called at Warren Abercrombie at Samson McCormick. Hashtag verse TV 202A. Screen text. When you forget your date is Gen Z. That, he's like, ma'am, ma'am, I don't care about your pronouns. I just want some coffee. And then she threw it in his face. What? Oh my God. I know. It's Why are you even friends with someone who doesn't respect pronouns? Well, and that's what I told him. I said, hey man, that shit ain't cool. <laughs> that's something, we gotta change that. Interview at Comedy Hype. Do you think it's fair, the, the backlash and the, out, the outrage that you are receiving? I didn't say anything that was transphobic. My comment wasn't even about trans women. It was about pro nouns and let's use common sense. 
if a person who does not know anything about pronouns or even gender expression see somebody come out the house looking like Rick Ross, they're not going to walk up to that person and call them Nicki Minaj. They're going to call them sir. Let's use common sense. If a person can look at you and don't, you know, can't tell that you want to be called a she, her, they're going to mess up and a lot of people are going to, and a lot of people are going to have questions and uncomfortable comments because this is new for a lot of people. I think folks get scared when people say out loud, everybody does not get that. And they get upset when, especially people in the gay community say, we don't all get that. But if we're not getting it and we're not having honest conversations about it, what makes you think that heterosexual people are all going to get it? Absolutely. Screen text. Driving for Uber in 2022. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Whoa, did you just assume my gender? Get out. <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> We did not, um, uh, do you want to go first? I, I, I'll go first for this one and, and uh, we, we, we'll work it out. Okay, so I'm going first for this one and it is, uh, don't even have a timer. I don't know why. What are you doing? Here we go. Okay, so my initial reaction is Samson, Samson McCormick is an amazingly cool trailblazer in the field of openly gay comedy. He's an outstanding individual, and I kind of fully despise that the person who was interviewing him mentioned how this is actually like the level like it's on the level of being backlash and i'm like backlash and it, it, it's it, it's just awful that we would actually give a backlash to a guy who is a trailblazer in so many ways in, in the community and i i think that's unfair and honestly it kind of feels like a little bit of just extra backlash related to the uh, B-Boy Blues hate that people are giving uh, Jesse Smollett because uh, Samson McCormick is a co-executive producer of B-Boy Blues. And B-Boy Blues is an exceptional film. And I wanted to say... Shout out to BG, our BGSAH, our friends at BGSAH, because they showed B-Boy Blues a couple of uh, weeks ago, and um, it, it was just exceptional. And Jesse Smollett himself showed up at that event, which was super cool. And he explained that B-Boy Blues has been exceptionally successful which is an excellent thing, and that they are already working on a sequel. And it's like, yes, come on, gays, we did it, we did it. So in spite of all of those negative forces trying to backlash and put things down, like we still rise above. We came together and were able to rise above and, and make it a, a huge success like it deserves to be. Now, um, 
my connection. Oh, I, I did want us to, to publicly side with Samson because, or, or at least, I wanted to show that, that we're publicly siding with Samson on this because it's like, when it comes to the whole thing, instead of demonizing somebody, him in this case, we should use this as an opportunity to open, have an open dialogue about the extension of grace being a mutual thing to help people get to the point of understanding others' journeys. Basic complexity. Okay. Um, after after hearing this, and I am solely um, speaking for myself. No one else, just me. Um, I would immediately apologize if I made the mistake and and correct myself. I understand what that is like because I more often than not, I've been over the phone, not person, but over the phone, I've been assumed, assumed to be a female because I don't have a deep voice and never have. That's all I got. See, you, you just gave me a one minute. You know, I, so yeah, I, I have a deep voice. I used to sing baritone in the choir. I get it. But it, it's funny you mentioned that because that reminded me of when I was a kid, people always used to uh, think I was a woman. And the, the, whenever I would call, some, and I would use it to my advantage when I would call like toy stores and stuff, I'd be like, yes, thank you. Um, do, do you have the Power Rangers in stock? And they'd be like, yes, ma'am, I'll go ahead and take a look, you know? And, they, and I'd say, thank you. And because they, they would always think I was an actual woman, but I was actually just a young boy. But whatever, that, that's just how my voice was. Anyway. Yeah, grace, grace, extension of grace needs to be mutual. We need to yeah. work with each other and grow with each other. You know, like if some, like if somebody's just like, "F you, I don't care." In my opinion, you don't look like a man, or you don't look like a woman, so I'm not gonna call you a woman. Stuff like that is wrong. But like in the example that Mr. Abercrombie gave, you know, when the person got in the car and they were like wait a minute, are you just assuming my gender? You know, th 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 that's, that's problematic. Anyway, but my one sentence is, whether or not you are at your desired destination for your gender, please extend grace and such to others actually trying to kindly respect 
the journey. Allies are trying to ally. I'm going to read it one more time. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you're at your desired destination for your gender, please extend grace to others actually trying to kindly respect the journey. Allies are trying to ally. Basic complexity, you're one minute and one, you're one and one. Um, it's basically just the one. Um, assumptions are sometimes something that you just do not want to do. It's not for everybody. And there we have it. Oh, Hashtag knowing at Anna underscore Dale underscore Castillo. Hashtag first TV 202B. The truth is, is that deep down, we know exactly where we stand with someone. Hope blurs that line. But we know. All right. You can go first, basic complexity. Da, da, da. And I'll go first for the next one. Um, you go first for this one and the next one, and I'll go first for the fourth one. Oh, okay. Um, mm. All right. Basically, the statement is, I guess, low-key true. And I would admit that I have often ever often for that or a few times over the years as I grew older I started to change how I would interact with someone and or somewhat um I wanted to trust my gut feeling more or I started to trust my gut feeling more as I grew older. And that's what I have. Right. So my initial reaction is connected to my connection. And I say that, wow, that is a hard truth and it is real truth, okay? And it's like, well, how do we know? How do we get that feeling that we just know where we stand with somebody, but we do and it, it, it generates from an accumulation, a culmination of many different little things here and there that we've experienced with that person. That it's like, individually, it's like, well, that's not really a big sign, but since I, I, I know I'm gonna end up having some time, but um, I'll say it's kind of like, now, now this is uh, the, 
bad shade, but I, I'm always very honest with hashtag first TV. Um, my mom actually kind of had an idea that I was going to be gay for, for quite a while. And um, when I would do little things and she's like, oh, okay, Aaron, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would get all cl- clam up and be like, that doesn't mean that I'm gay. Anyway, all of that to say, a, a culmination of things. It, it's not necessarily the one thing. And it's that culmination of things. And it's like trying to hide an agenda. And I see right through you, like NSYNC said. And um, I, I don't think it's that you should, em- that you must immediately just disassociate yourself with the person. But, you know, call a spade a spade and place them accordingly in your life, okay? And it can be, hmm. the the thing that kind of hit me, it can be hard to accept. It can be hard to accept that. But just be the best you that you can be. And if newly accepted, then cool. If if they're like, hey, you know, now that you're being even better, I, I I see you better now. Cool, cool. Thanks. You know, just just be the best you that you can be and place accordingly. Anyway, base complexity. Um, you're one in one. Um. All right. This is extremely short and straight to the point. It's just to trust your gut feeling because yeah is typically right snaps to that <laughs> and i will say an uh, also short be the best you that you can be with or without their acceptance mm. and you know your best. You know when you're doing your best. All right. Now, hashtag first TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag verse TV family. Hashtag verse TV. Hashtag verse TV family. 202.